You're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast on the 5x5 Network. You're listening to episode 344 and I'm your host, Brittany Martin. Maple Ong is a health researcher turned software developer. She currently works on the modular monolith team at Shopify. Maple helped develop and open source Packwork, a Ruby gem to enforce modularity in Rails applications. Outside of work, she just competed in her first bodybuilding show, is a huge fan of dog training, and is a little addicted to artificial sugar. Welcome to the show, Maple. Thanks for having me. And rumor has it, this is your first podcast, correct? Yes, this is my first ever podcast. Well, welcome. I am so excited to have you as your debut. So, Maple, what is your developer origin story? Um, well, I never thought I would be one. So, um, as you mentioned already in my bio, I majored in health sciences in my undergraduate years. Um, I enrolled in a co-op program where, if you didn't know, you were able to work and study at the same time. So I worked as a health researcher and data analyst. Um, and I couldn't see myself working in any of those roles long term. So in the last year of my undergrad, I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and so I started trying out um, different courses as electives. So I ended up taking like creative writing, linear, al- linear algebra, and um, as you guessed it, intro to computer science. Um, to say the least, I was really hooked. I really enjoyed the problem solving aspect um, and look forward to all the assignments every single week. Um, and then outside of uh, school and coursework, I also tried to find new ways to use my skills because I really enjoyed it that much um, and, enjo- and ended up automating some work uh, at my research job at the time. Um, so in the last year of my university, I ended up doing an undergraduate thesis that I thought would be cool to uh, merge the, my two huge learnings, which is both health and um, uh, com- programming. And yeah, I thought it would be a great way to demonstrate my knowledge and end off um, undergrad that way. Um, I ended up um, having, my thesis ended up winning a huge amount of research money. Um, and thanks to that, I ended up landing a nice internship gig as an iOS developer um, the summer after I graduated. So after that, <laughs> I did a co- bunch of internships to um, build my resume, and I ended up at Shopify, and I've been here ever since. That is an incredible story, and I just love that you wanted to tie health and technology together because, we, as we know, they are so related. So what is your experience then with Ruby and Ruby on Rails? Um, I learned Ruby and Rails a little over a year ago. Um, As I said, I initially was an iOS dev and I ended up um, getting um, into Rails as a backend developer when I started working full time. Um, I remember asking actually a coworker about how he felt about Ruby on Rails and I remember his response, which was essentially, it's so frustrating sometimes, but I love it. And I think that's a huge, it's a nice summary of how I feel about Um, Ruby and Rails like I personally I love how Ruby flows it's so poetic you can pretty much read a line of code as if it were were a sentence Um, and then another thing I remember is my team playing around with one-liner solutions to really um, complex problems using Ruby and it's crazy how much can go into one line so it's really flexible and fun to work with. 
So I have to ask, now that you've worked on Ruby on Rails, would you ever go back to iOS dev? Uh, I would, mostly because um, I like building stuff really quick. So um, being able to just build an app and have it run is pretty cool. Interesting. Well, it sounds like you're on a newer team at Shopify called the Modular Monolith Team. Can you tell me all about it? Yes. So the Modular Monolith Team is under Code Foundations here at Shopify. And we're essentially um, in charge of the monolith's um, health. And we want to make sure it is possible for people to independently maintain it. Um, as I'm not sure if people know, but Shopify's core code base is a huge monolith and a lot of people work on it. So we want to make sure that it's maintainable for a bunch of people. Interesting. And so is the core idea that while Shopify does have some services, correct, that the, the main heart of it is a monolith? Yes, exactly. Well, I asked you on the show and we mentioned this at the top because I saw your video on a new Shopify gem called Packwork. What problem does Packwork solve? So Packwork is um, a Ruby gem that enforces modularity in Rails applications. So to just give some background information about Rails, it's a great option for web development, as we know, because it's so easy to use and it's so flexible. Um, and Ruby itself is a really fun language to write because it's so readable and expressive. Um, the issue is when a Rails application is um, no longer a little baby that we find cute and it's growing. Um, code could become more complex and harder to maintain, um, especially in the long term. So imagine hundreds of developers working on a single code base at once. Um, as we've come to learn, and a higher number of developers working on the same code base does not always mean um, an increase in productivity. Um, this is because complexity of the code base is much higher, and without any structure, uh, different parts of the system will grow more connected and dependent on each other. Um, to form a ball of mud. And so Packwork aims to solve this problem by allowing developers to encapsulate folders into what we call packages. Um, developers would be kind of able to work in their own package, which, it, which would give them um, the illusion of a smaller code base. So arguably, you could do that with a gem or a separate application. And we thought about that too. And we did a bunch of experimentations and research about it. Um, and you can find the details of it in one of our blog posts, but we lean towards um, using the package system for our monolith. This episode of the 5x5 Ruby on Rails podcast is brought to you by Headspace. So you've probably tried meditation before and it didn't work, right? Or maybe you felt like you were doing it wrong. If mental health is part of your self-care plan this year, you owe it to yourself to try Headspace. I was skeptical, but I signed up and was really excited to see options that fit what I care about. They had an option for meditating while running, biking, and amazingly meditations for when you're in pain. As someone who recently twisted their ankle while running, this really felt personalized to me and helped a lot. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace's meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com rails. That's headspace.com rails for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Thank you to Headspace for sponsoring the show. So you mentioned the idea that you want to avoid being a ball of mud, which was actually a new term for me. Can you define what that is? Another term for it is spaghetti code, which is 
personally more preferable to me because I like spaghetti and, you know, big balls of mud are um, inedible. Um, I believe it, it is pretty common for a co for, for a code base to be a ball of mud, um, especially in the startup industry. Um, it, it is a result of developers moving really fast and building new features or proof of concepts under time constraints and external pressure, which is understandable in real life because you have to move fast. Interesting. So Packwork almost mm -hmm. becomes a tool for those Ruby on Rails applications that have luckily found success mm -hmm. and have grown up to be bigger Ruby on Rails applications that might need some modularity help. Exactly. So how do you define a package within Packwork? So the term package for us is very similar to a built-in package system, um, such as Java packages. So a package is a folder that contains one or more uh, Ruby uh, source files and a package.yaml file. So Packwork reads the package.yaml file and interprets the entire folder as a single package. So in terms of, I guess, what belongs together in package can vary from application to application. Um, but yeah, a good rule of thumb is to place classes or modules that change to get in the same package. And so how do you know your package system is valid? Um, so a package system, it depends on what you mean by valid. <laughs> um, but in terms of how Packwork validates um, your application and how it validates it to be um, valid, for lack of a better word, uh, a package system should have a valid folder structure, um, definition files for packages, and an auto load path cache. But one thing that I would like to talk about is um, a package system should also have an acyclic dependency graph. Um, this is a little confusing to some people because um, to be fully valid, an application should not have any cyclic dependencies between packages. Um, so for example, uh, the package bank account has a dependency on package money and so money should not be allowed to depend on bank account. And so I noticed that you need to have a dependency on Zitework, which I've used Zitework before, and I am a huge fan of the library. But I'm curious, why do you need to have Zitework enabled? Um, so Zitework, as you know, is a code loader uh, used in Rails 6 and up. So normally, you would have to explicitly require files in a Ruby program. In Rails 6, Zitework it's the engine that auto loads all the constant for the application, which is why you can access the constant anywhere in the Rails app for free um, without using the require. So Packwork uses the Zitework convention. So it doesn't use and depend on Zitework directly, but it just uses the same convention um, when auto loading, when it parses the constants within your application. So what it means is that Packwork uses the same assumptions for Rails to infer constant locations. So for example, when Packwork is parsing a file and it comes across the constant user controller, um, it will use the same inference logic as Zitework to find the file usercontroller.rb where the user controller constant or class is defined. Well, now we're at to the question that I am very curious about. How is Packwork being used at Shopify? Um, yeah, so when Packwork was still uh, being developed, we had some teams actually reach out to us uh, to use it and beta test it for us. 
But I think we've come a long way since then. Um, right now, all components within our core monolith are packages. And within those uh, components, there are smaller packages. Uh, we have around, I want to say, 38 to 40 packages in our core monolith and seven other internal applications uh, using Packwork. Um, another thing that listeners will probably find interesting is that we've used Packwork to actually, uh, what I like to think about as a transplant surgery. So we isolate a part of the monolith and move it to a separate or internal gem or a microservice. Um, so to begin a transplant process, you might want to, for example, identify any major arteries or veins to, to your organ, uh, which is what Packwork essentially does. So Packwork is able to generate a list of uh, deprecated references to and from your package. And using that list, we were able to slowly dissect and refactor the code uh, with the goal of eventually moving um, the code out of the monolith. I don't know, Maple, the way that you're talking, it sounds like you <laughs> might have a healthcare background. <laughs> Do you have a specific example of Shopify where you were able to perform such surgery? Um, yes. So we did it uh, with a team called uh, Shopify. We were able to uh, isolate one of their components called billing because they want to remove that uh, package well, we call it component and package because it's, it is both uh, into its own service. So it's going to be a little microservice. So you see a lot of big Ruby on Rails shops and then, of course, other software companies. They produce these packages that are very useful to the company themselves, but might get very little usage outside of the company. I am curious, though, have you seen adoption of Packwork outside of Shopify? And if so, have you seen it in more Ruby on Rails applications or just strict Ruby applications? Um, so far, we've chatted with a bunch of folks from a couple companies who are interested in uh, implementing Packwork in their own uh, Rails application. Most of them are Rails because that's uh, what Packwork supports directly. Um, but so far, we haven't really seen any concrete open source uh, applications, although I would love to see any of the people end up using it. So there is a neat little gem built on top of Packwork called Graphwork. Um, I believe it's built by a company called Bellroy. So Graphwork is uh, a gem that be can be used to generate a dependency graph of the package system within the applications, within the application. Um, it provides a nice visualization of the packages. This episode of the 5x5 Ruby on Rails podcast is brought to you by Scout APM. Scout APM is application performance monitoring designed to help Rails developers quickly find and fix performance issues without having to deal with the headache or overhead of enterprise platform feature bloat. With the developer-centric UI and tracing logic that ties bottlenecks to source code, Scout helps you quickly pinpoint and resolve performance concerns like N plus one queries, slow database queries, and memory bloat. So you can spend less time debugging and more time building a great product. And with Scout's real-time alerting and weekly digest emails, you can rest easier knowing that Scout's on watch to help you resolve performance issues before your customers ever see them. 
Give Scout a try today with a free 14-day trial and experience firsthand why Rails developers worldwide call Scout their best friend. And as an added bonus for Ruby on Rails listeners, Scout will donate $5 to the open source project of your choice when you deploy. Learn more at scoutapm.com slash rubyonrails. Thank you to Scout APM for supporting the show. So if I were at a, let's say, a Ruby on Rails company that was interested in implementing pack work, but knew that a lot of my code still needed to do the work on getting into that package format, but I wanted to be able to see that I'm making progress, is the idea that you add pack work into your CI process, should it be something that's run before you commit code, or should you just be using it as almost like a pulse check throughout the development process to see how you're doing and how, if you're making the right technical decisions on new code? That's actually a really good question. Um, so at Shopify, uh, we have both. So you're able to run Packwork Check um, locally, as well as on CI. So the development flow is you are able to check your work locally. And if um, the work requires you to run Packwork on the entire application, which may take a little longer, uh, you can just push your code out onto uh, GitHub and uh, the packwork check will run on CI as well. And you would have to, uh, packwork would have to be happy with your change in order to merge into uh, master. That's excellent. So I am curious, is packwork considered almost feature complete or are there future plans for the library? So right now, um, I would say that it's just version one of packwork. Um, we are still finding ways to uh, push it out to all the teams at Shopify. Um, people have packages, but not all of them are enabled because Shopify core um, is a huge, it's a huge place. So we're slowly going to, the goal is to slowly have Packwork enabled for all packages, um, which would mean that all packages and components will be isolated, which is the end goal. Um, but we are going to be evaluating. So if people come to us, um, because it's open source now, if people come to us with feature requests, um, and if there are many uh, requests of the similar need, we would probably uh, implement it. But for now, we're going to focus on the needs of our core monolith. That makes complete sense. So like a lot of libraries that we see come out of Shopify, it's incredibly well documented and listeners, we will link up everything to the wiki. But I did want to touch upon the one minute demo video that you recorded because I thought it was really great. It was really well done. It was short, sweet, and very clear the value that Packwork can deliver to developers. So I'm curious, uh, how was your experience filming that demo video? (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. That's really nice of you to say. Um, initially, I got to admit, I was pretty nervous, but uh, after the fifth try, <laughs> the nerves were all gone, and I just wanted to get the demo out there. Um, ultimately, it was really fun. I was just really genuinely excited to share pack work with the world because we've been working on it for a couple months, um, and the demo was a quick and digestible way to introduce the tool. Um, one of my teammates, um, Philip and I also ended up doing a ship it episode on pack work together, um, which, it, which has a presentation and Q and a session hosted by Shopify. Um, but yeah, based on the, uh, questions and interests, I think the presentation was well received. So in general, I think I, I'm not as nervous as I would be, uh, putting out 
um, content. I think in general, the Ruby and Rails community um, are really, they're really nice. <laughs> well, that's a great segue to my next question. So what are your thoughts on the future of the Ruby and Rails technical communities? People say that, I definitely have heard that people talk about how, you know, Ruby and Rails is not scalable and no one has really reached to a scale of Shopify. Um, but I feel like I'm really, I'm looking forward to uh, what we have in store. We are definitely working on it. And um, if an app like Shopify is able to be modular and handle um, the scale well, um, I think that goes to show that uh, should not be slept on, as the young people would say. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, before we wrap up the show, I have to ask about your your short-lived, it sounds like, bodybuilding career. And so I had a friend, as I mentioned before the show started, that had trained for a bodybuilding competition as a dare from her husband. And it was incredibly grueling. She was very proud of herself. So I am very curious what your takeaways are from uh, from your training. Oh, there there is so much. Um, I would say... It definitely pushed my uh, limits, physical and emotional and mental. It's very draining, but I think it's really worth it. Um, it's crazy to see how how much your body, uh, how far you can push yourself. It's, um, how are you feeling two weeks later after being done? I'm feeling very bloated <laughs> compared to two weeks ago when I was a lean bean. Uh, now I'm just very watery and enjoying food yeah i was gonna say what is the first thing that you ate when you could um i had korean barbecue after the show all right maple you didn't fool around so that that's a good pick <laughs> <laughs> well maple how can listeners follow you um i'm on linkedin and a huge lurker on twitter so feel free to send me a tweet Excellent. Well, it was so great to have you on the show. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of the community for producing this wonderful tool. And listeners, we will link everything up in the show notes. So please do uh, check it out. Packwork is a great tool. And Maple, we're looking forward to watching your career. Thanks. You've been listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast on the 5x5 network. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded to stay in the loop on Ruby on Rails and open source software. While you're at it, please leave us a review and thank you for listening.